Welcome to the Higher Ground Podcast, a show that equips you with kingdom truth, inviting you to take hold of the Father's heart and mind concerning you and your assignment on this side of eternity. Let grace and light flood your way as you listen on this episode. I want to share the word of God about carriers of answers. Carriers of answers. Carriers of answers. Praise the Lord Jesus. And as I speak, put your desire, put your expectation on God that God shall speak a word to you this day. That you shall catch a word that you shall go to implement in your life. Praise the Lord Jesus. When you look at that particular title, Carriers of Answers, by definition, answer is simply a response to a question. An answer is a response to a question. And so you are carrying a response to a question. You may ask yourself, where is this question coming from? Shortly, we shall be looking at where the question is coming from. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I want you to journey with me step by step as I take you through this particular topic. I believe at the end of the topic, you shall have understood that you are a carrier of an answer that is being waited somewhere. Praise the Lord Jesus. And to begin us off, it's important for us to understand our environment. Where we live as human beings. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's important for you and me to understand our environment. Because if you don't understand your environment... It's very difficult for you to know what you have to navigate the space where God has presented or has positioned you. If you don't understand your environment, it's difficult for you to understand the things that God has made available for you to operate in that particular space. Praise the Lord Jesus. And when you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is a God of order, and I believe the Bible wasn't written by just, I mean, writing words. Even how he arranged the words, there is a specific reason why a command, a full stop, are at certain places. Praise the Lord Jesus. So when he said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, it depicts of order of how things were done. That first he created the heavens and then he created the earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. And time and again we've heard that the physical realm is an offspring of the spiritual realm. Right there in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 we get the order through which God did things. He first created the heavens and then when he looked at the heavens, what was in the heavens he created here on earth to mirror that which is in the heavens. So anything you see here on earth is a mirror image of what is in the heavens. And that's why he showed Moses the pattern of the temple. And after he had shown Moses the pattern of the temple, he told Moses Go and build according to pattern. Because that which Moses had seen in heaven, if he had to replicate it here on earth, then it was a place that was fit for the glory of God to be hosted. Praise the Lord Jesus. And that's why Jesus teaches us in the Lord's Prayer. Some people call it the prayer of the disciples. And he says that as it is in heaven, so shall it be here on earth. As you, your will be done in heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the Lord's Prayer. First you begin in the heavens, then you bring on earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, 
even when I'm looking at you and me, how our lives are turning out, it means it's a mirror image of something that is happening in the heavenlies. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are we together? Or have I left someone behind? So, when you look at everything here on earth, is a mirror image of things happening in the spirit. That's why I always look at people who dismiss the existence of the spiritual realm and I wonder, do you know the danger that you're putting yourself in? Because whether you know it or you don't know it, your life will be influenced by the spiritual realm. Ignorance is not an excuse. Hallelujah. That because I'm ignorant of the spiritual realm, it does not mean that I'll be excused from experiencing it, whether in the negative or positive side. And we understand from Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, where the Bible says that God is the one who moved us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his son, the kingdom of light. In the spiritual realm, there are two kingdoms. There, is, there are not three kingdoms. There are two kingdoms. And Apostle Paul, when he's lecturing or tutoring the believers in Ephesus, he teaches them spiritual law in Ephesians chapter 6. He introduces to them that apart from what you are seeing, we are fighting things that cannot be seen with visible eyes. You can only see their effects. Praise the Lord Jesus. You see them manifesting in someone's life, but you can't see them with physical eyes. He goes ahead and says, the weapons of our warfare. Praise the Lord Jesus. They are not blows and kicks and punches as much as those are important. Amen. Those are important. Amen. But they are not the weapons of our warfare. They are mightier than punches, fists, and kicks. We fight from a different realm and experience victory both in that realm and here on earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, in the spiritual space, we have the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God, and we have the kingdom of darkness. You can belong to one kingdom at any single goal. Before you got born again, when you read Ephesians chapter 2, Paul wasn't beating about the bush. He said that in the time past, you are under your father, the devil. You weren't just, I mean, before you got born again, it's not that you didn't know the devil, but you are under him, whether you knew it or not. Praise the Lord Jesus. Anybody who is not born again, there's no in-between. You are either in the kingdom of God or in the kingdom of darkness. Under the stewardship of the devil. He's the captain of that kingdom. We say captains of industries. He's the apostle of that kingdom. Hallelujah. The devil is the apostle of that kingdom. He's the one who comes up with guidelines, protocols, and everything. So you, whether you know it or you don't know it, if you're not born again, you're operating under that kingdom. On this other side, we have the kingdom of light under the leadership of Jesus Christ. Anybody who accepts him as Lord and Savior, he is the door to that kingdom. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. After understanding that everything we see with our physical eyes is a mirror image of everything in the spiritual space, it's also important to understand that when God created Adam and placed him in the Garden of Eden, there was no error in the Garden of Eden. That's why Adam was able to mingle with the animals and everything that was there. There was no error in the Garden of Eden. But God had made one instruction and given it to Adam. He told him, do not eat of the fruit that comes from the tree 
that is in the middle of the Garden of Eden. But the enemy, who is as old, I mean, he's, he's, he's older than any of us here. He's an ancient spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. He's ancient even more than Adam. So if you want to compete with the enemy in terms of you being witty or, 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 or being clever, he is way beyond that. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because he's an ancient spirit. You can only overcome him if you depend on the wisdom of Jesus Christ. If you depend on the help of the Holy Spirit, it's when you can overcome the enemy. Because your knowledge as a human being is deficient when you compare it to the knowledge of the enemy. He is an ancient spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. In the Garden of Eden, when God had created Adam and Eve, something happened. The serpent came and tricked them. And that when that happened, it means that the order that God had instituted in the garden fell apart. Praise the Lord Jesus. The order that was there in the garden fell apart. Chaos was introduced into this particular physical space that we see. Sickness came. Hatred came. Anything that is associated with the kingdom of darkness found ground to operate here on earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm still trying to build foundation so that we build on that foundation as we go. So, when the enemy gained legitimate ground to operate on earth and frustrate the creation of God, things began going haywire. Things began going wrong. Sickness came. Poverty came. Bitterness. Hatred. Mention them. Everything came here on earth. And we began seeing the negative effect of the kingdom of darkness. When the kingdom of darkness found oper finds operation through an individual, you may not see that this is the kingdom of darkness, but you will see the effects of the kingdom of darkness. Praise the Lord Jesus. You will see bitterness manifesting through them. You will see hatred manifesting through them. That is a manifestation of the kingdom of darkness. Praise the Lord Jesus. But God loved the earth or loved the people of the earth and everything he had created so much. And he designed a route through which they were meant to go back to the original order. Praise the Lord Jesus. He devised a route and gave it to man. Hallelujah. He devised a route and gave it to man. He looked at the people and saw them suffering. He looked at the people and he saw lots of sickness happening. He looked at the people and saw them being oppressed. And said, this shall not continue forever. Of course, in the beginning phases, the system that was set in place was that of slaughtering and sacrificing the blood of the lamb to remit sins and everything else. But that was not sustainable because the blood wasn't potent enough to redeem man to the original stature that God had given him. Something had to be given. Something more. Praise the Lord Jesus. Something more had to be given. Something more had to be given. And so I've mentioned that in the fallen world, there's suffering, there's pain and all that. And God, when he wants to come and alleviate the pain and the suffering and everything else that is negative, he sends men to do that. Praise the Lord Jesus. We look at the life of Moses when the children of Israel were in captivity. God shows up to Moses in the wilderness and he tells Moses, I've heard the cry and the prayer of my people 
who are in captivity. And I've now come to deliver them from their captors. I'm now sending you to go and lead them out of captivity. God didn't hear the prayer and intervened directly. He had the prayer and the cry of the people and used a man to deliver his people. Praise the Lord Jesus. There was a suffering as a result of the fallen stature of the earth. The fallen state of the earth. They were chaos. And that's why the children of Israel ended up in captivity. Because there was a hunger that took them to Egypt. And that hunger translated to them being captive in a foreign land. And so it had to call for a deliverer to lead the people of God out of captivity. God didn't, didn't hear the prayers and went directly to Egypt to deal with the Pharaoh. He had the prayers and the cry of his people, picked a man, prepared him, and sent him. Moses was carrying an answer. Say an answer. Praise the Lord Jesus. Moses was a carrier of answers. Say carrier of an answer. And Moses is not the only example that we see in scripture. There are many other examples that you can pick in scripture. In situations where there was need amongst the people of God and God picked a man to lead his people out of those needs. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so things don't just happen by coincidence in the kingdom of God. Everything is by design. It could be that your family has been passing through a challenge. There has been poverty in your family. And your grandparents or great-grandparents or even your parents have been praying, God, we need a way out of this situation. We need a way out of this situation. That has been their prayer to God. And God says, I heard the cry of that family. And now I've come to deliver them out of poverty. And is preparing you to go and pick them out of that particular situation. Praise the Lord Jesus. It could be your village, your community, your nation that has been praying to God, we need a deliverer. We need deliverance from this. And God says, I will raise a man to come and intervene in that situation. I'll prepare and equip a man to go and intervene in that situation. And that's where we get the title, Carriers of Answers. Kenya has problems. We've been crying about corruption. We've been crying about bad governance. And people have been praying, God, we need an end to corruption. We need an end to bad governance. And God says, I've heard the cry of my people in Kenya. I've heard the cry, uh, the prayer of my people in Kenya. And now I'm sending a man to come and deliver you. He lays his hands on you, equips you, prepares you, and sends you to that particular mountain of influence. Praise the Lord Jesus. We've heard about people complaining the kind of content in media isn't edifying. And God says, I've heard the cry of my people. I've had the prayer of my people and now I'm preparing and raising a generation that invade the mountain of media to go and bring deliverance to my people. Praise the Lord Jesus. Talk of the mountain of religion. People have been saying we have fake pastors, fake prophets and people have been crying, God deliver us from this. And God says, I'm raising people who shall invade that particular mountain and bring my counsel and adulterate it to my people. Praise the Lord Jesus. Carriers of answers to questions and problems that people have. Praise the Lord Jesus. And it's not, it's not a reserve for a few people. Each and every one of us has an answer that your generation is looking for. You have an answer that your generation is looking for. Each and every one of us. God has given each and every one of us an answer to a question that our generation has. An answer to a problem that your family has. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
I look at the life of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, going onwards. And uh, Jeremiah is a very interesting character. When God shows up and tells him, Jeremiah, I knew you before you were conceived in your mother's womb. I anointed you prophet unto the nations. You know, at that particular time, Jeremiah was a young child. He was a young boy. And he began giving excuses. God, I'm but a young child. God told him, do not say you are young. Because I'll keep, I'll, I'll, I'll put my words in your mouth. Praise the Lord Jesus. Before Jeremiah was conceived in his mother's womb, God already knew him. And when I began, I said, everything we see is a mirror image of the things that are in the spirit. That's why I, 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 don't, I don't get scared about things that happen in life. Because I know that God knew me before I was conceived in my mother's womb. It's not that it happened to him in an emergency kind of situation. No, he knew. To them, it might have been an emergency. But to God, it was not an emergency. He knew that you are coming to show up on the face of the earth at this particular hour, at this particular time, to fulfill my purposes, which is the answer that those people need. Praise the Lord Jesus. The nation of Israel at that particular time needed the counsel of God because they were sunk deep into idolatry. And God sent Jeremiah, and he's telling Jeremiah that I knew you before you were conceived in your mother's womb, and I anointed you prophet unto the nations. It means that God had foreseen these people will be sunk into idolatry and they need a mouthpiece that shall speak on my behalf. And so he prepared Jeremiah, anointed him before he was conceived in his mother's womb. Where was Jeremiah? Where did God knew him before he was conceived in his mother's womb? Where was he? Praise the Lord Jesus. You have to understand that the spiritual space, there is no time. There is no time. It's eternity to eternity. Time is only a concept here on earth. That defines seasons and times for men. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. But to God there is no time. Eternity to eternity. Eternity to... There is no time. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so when God wants to intervene in the affairs of man. He takes an individual in the spiritual realm. And shoots you as an arrow to the physical space. To come and bring an answer to a problem that people have been having. It has been wired in your being. Praise the Lord Jesus. It has been wired in you that you carry answer to the problems that people are having. And so I look at the life of Jeremiah and God introduces him into the sin. The same way he introduced Jonathan. The same way he introduced Jared. The same way he introduced Rex. He said he picks you as an arrow in eternity. Shoots you into the realm of time. And when you come in the realm of time, you find a fallen state. Sin is not an action, but is a system we inherit from Adam. As long as you've been born of Adam and Eve, you say you carry the sinful nature. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so your spirit man carries the potential and everything that God wants you to be. But because we have a sinful nature that we get introduced through to the earth, then it means there has to be a system that has to override the sinful nature to bring the purposes of God into reality on earth. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, your mom and your dad meet. You come out as a product of that union. You are introduced here on earth. You show up on the face of the earth. You begin your journey as a child. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
You remember at that particular time as a child, your spirit man still has everything. That's why God says, I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness. It's wired in you. It's not that when you pray, God will stand up and urgently and work on your prayer points. My father, my father, my case is urgent. It's not that God will jump up and say, his case is urgent. No, it's in your spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's wired in you. It's wired in you. It says, He's blessed us with all blessings in spiritual spaces. Everything that we need for life and goodness has been given to us. So your spirit man is heavily loaded with everything that you need to fulfill your purposes here on earth. But there are many hindrances along the way. Beginning at the spiritual level. You come at the soul level. And then at the body level. We know man is in three. Praise the Lord Jesus. And there are impediments at every level of man. At the spirit level. At the soul level. And the body level. We have impediments that work to see to it that the purposes that God has wired in your spirit man. The real you. Does not see the light of day. Praise the Lord Jesus. So you've been introduced into the space of earth. You've been introduced into earth. You carry the answers in your spirit. The first step that you need to take is to reconcile with God. Redemption is what happens. And that happens at the level of your spirit. Redemption happens at the level of your spirit. When your spirit is connected to your source. By you taking a conscious decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You get connected to your source. Then the journey begins of unraveling that which God has wired in you. At that particular level, the enemy also is very conscious that there is something that you carry. And he will do everything to prevent you take, to take the very first step of getting reconciled to God. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's why he will put a fight. He will put a fight. Bring distractions along the way just to ensure to it that you don't have any relationship with God. Because he knows that there is something, there is a deposit in you. That the world is waiting for. He'll be so happy if you can die with that deposit. Without it seeing the light of day. But God is very intentional with your life. Praise the Lord Jesus. He's very intentional with your life. The enemy cannot block that which God has purposed in your life. To manifest. Amen. He cannot block. God is very intentional with your life. That's why you are seated here today. Amen. Otherwise you'll be somewhere in the market. Amen. But you are seated here today. Okay. Amen. I was telling some, some, some students I was talking to on Wednesday. I was telling them, if God did not intervene in my life, I would, be, I would have been a very terrible con man. Hallelujah. I'll be a very terrible con man. I know myself. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. If, why it not for God? <laughs> I tell you, why not for God? I would have been a very terrible con man. I know myself. I know myself. Amen. Yeah, I've been a very terrible con man. But God intervened. So the enemy, what he does, he knows that you carry potential in you. You carry something in you. At the spirit level, he'll try to block you from gaining that access to God. For from that link being reestablished. So that you overcome the sinful nature that may hinder you from fulfilling that which God wants you to fulfill. If he's defeated at that level, the second thing he will do, praise the Lord Jesus, he'll ensure that your walk with God is not effective. You are born again, yes, but your walk is wobbly. 
wino wobli. Mtu kama amelewa osamu. Wobli wobli. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are staggering in your walk with God. There is no, I mean, there, there is a path, yes, but there is a lot of mist. You can't see directly. You can't see God directly because there is a lot of mist along the way. Praise the Lord Jesus. But that is the first step, your spirit man, getting connected to the source who is God. That is the first step, your spirit man, getting connected to the source who is God. Because once that is done, then that which has been wired in you can be unraveled bit by bit, bit by bit. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are we together? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, the solutions, as I said, have been wired in your spirit. They have been wired in your spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's why you don't run after things, but you grow into things. You grow into things. You don't run after things. You grow into them. When you spend time with God, because the things have been wired in your spirit, it's like a refinery. You know how a refinery works. You take crude oil and you put in the refinery. Then you begin heating. As you continue to heat, um, you, what do you get first? Is it uh, gas, LPG, liquid petroleum? As you continue to heat, you get jet fuel. As you continue to heat, you get petrol. As you continue to heat, you get kerosene. As you continue to heat, you get diesel. Until you get to a level where you get tar, or is it bitumen? The one for tamak. Bitumen. Hallelujah. So, a crude oil is like mud, but when you heat it, it has different components, depending on the amount of it you are supplying. Your spirit is loaded in like manner. It's like crude oil. The more you heat it, the more different elements are coming out. So, you grow into things. You don't just pursue after things. So the more you spend time with God and heat your spirit up, jet fuel is coming out. Petrol is coming out. So you are growing into those things. Praise the Lord Jesus. Are we together? You don't pursue after shiny things. Sit down and have conversation with God. Heat your spirit man for those things to come out. I look at the life of uh, John the Baptist. The Bible says he was in the wilderness. Papa told us here once that he belonged into a sect called the Essenes. Praise the Lord Jesus. In one of the desserts, he said he belonged into a sect called the Essenes. This is John the Baptist. I look at this, the profile is father. His father was a priest. In fact, a high priest at that particular time. When he got the prophecy that a child was coming, it was his turn to offer incense in the Holy of Holies. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I look at how inheritance was being given at that time, the land of Israel. If my father is a priest, it means I'll become a priest. In that order. Levitical order. Praise the Lord Jesus. But John the Baptist chose a different path. He was an Essene. He went to the wilderness. He wasn't in the temple. In the wilderness. Eating wild honey. Locust. Instead of clothes, he was putting on camel's skin. Praise the Lord Jesus. And while there, he was heating up his spirit man until he contacted something, the spirit of Elijah. When John the Baptist lived and when Elijah lived, is a difference of 800 years. But when he showed up, they said, this guy, the way he speaks, the way he acts, 
is like Elijah. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's because it was wired in him. And when he spent time in the wilderness, the thing that was wired in his spirit found expression. It broke out. Praise the Lord Jesus. The challenges you are facing is not that they are heavier than you. You are yet to break out. That which is wired in you is yet to break out. Praise the Lord Jesus. It requires more heat to heat it up and for it to break out. Hallelujah. Someone say, I'm a carrier of answers. I'm a carrier of answers. That is the spirit level. You can have the calling of God. You can have the answers of God embedded in your spirit. But your soul needs work as well. If you have the calling of God and you know the potential you have in your spirit and fail to work on your soul, it may sabotage manifestation of the calling of God or that which you carry or the answers which you carry. People take lightly investment in the soul. They say that's an investment in the soul. And you know the soul is made up of three parts. It's made up of your emotions. Your soul is made up of your will. Your soul is made up of your intellect. Praise the Lord Jesus. Your will is your ability to make decisions. Your will is your ability to make decisions. To make decisions. Praise the Lord Jesus. Your intellect is simply the capacity to retain knowledge. You read and retain. Read and retain. Praise the Lord Jesus. Then there's the emotional part. These three areas have to be worked on because they're the areas that give flavor to that which you carry in your spirit. The soul is what gives expression to your personality. If you don't take care of your soul, it would be difficult for you to interact with fellow human beings and yet you carry answers for them. Praise the Lord Jesus. You found we are the men of God. You found we are the men of God. Hallelujah. They don't know how to interact with the people. They are called, yes. The anointing is genuine, yes. But when it comes to interacting with people, akuna, akuna, akuna. Emotional intelligence, akuna. Praise the Lord Jesus. Intellect, akuna. Hallelujah. Will we not be those men of God and women of God? Because we have to invest in our soul. It gives expression to our personality. It gives flavor to the calling we have. It gives flavor to the gift of God that is in your life. It gives flavor to the answers that you carry for your generation. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Invest in your soul. Then we have the body. The body is what gives you legitimacy to operate on earth. When someone dies, we always say he has given up, she has given up the spirit. Or her spirit, she has given up his spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's because the body was no longer at a state where it was able to contain the spirit. So it gave up the spirit. It could be through an accident. The body gave up the spirit. It could be through sickness. It gave up the spirit. So you have to take care of the body because it is the entity that gives your spirit legitimacy to be here on earth. Without the body, the body will give up the spirit. It will be taken back to the ground and the spirit will no longer operate here. So it is a shell that needs to be taken care of. Sleep is for the weak. 
Say my sleep is for the week. You go 82 hours, 94 hours without sleep. You have to rest. That shell that God has given you needs to be taken care of. It needs to be fed good food. Praise the Lord Jesus. Kama ni kufast, unafast. Lakini kama ni kukula pia ukulu, unakula. Wana sikiwe. I don't joke with food when it's time to eat. Amen. When it's fasting, I fast. When it's eating, I eat. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah, you don't joke with food. You eat. You eat food. Because you need to take good care of. As you do that, you also need to exercise to give it strength. Because it will determine the longevity of your assignment here on earth. God might have decided your assignment will take 70 years, but your body gives up early. Hallelujah. You may not be effective to run the entire time that God has assigned for you because your body gave up balance because you didn't take good care of it. Praise the Lord Jesus. Someone getting something. Hallelujah. And uh, all the three entities that I've just described, they add up and they're important in delivery of the answers that you carry to the people that God is sending you to. When I wake up in the morning, I always tell myself, I know I carry something for my generation. Praise the Lord Jesus. I don't just wake up and say, God, now what is it? Why me? Why is it? I have something. I have something. Praise the Lord Jesus. I have something for my generation. And once you understand that, then the notion that everything about you is about you, no, it cleaves you. Because there are some things you will face. It's not about you. It's about the answers you carry. There are some battles you will face. It's not about you, but it's about the answers that you carry. There are some challenges you will face. It's not about you, but it's about the things that you carry for your generation. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I want us quickly to look at some of the impediments. See, my time is fast moving. We are almost there. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, some of the impediments that uh, may block the answer that you carry from reaching to the intended audience might have been called to raise up a generation in the mountain of governance, raise up a generation in the mountain of media, to raise up a generation in the mountain of commerce. But that answer you carry for your generation may not see the light of day if these impediments are not addressed. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I've categorized the impediments into three. First, on the entities of man. Spirit, soul, and body. John chapter 10 verse 10. John 10 10. Hallelujah. John 10 10. The Bible says... The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Three things. The thief comes to steal. He comes, number two, to do what? To kill. He comes to do what? Number three? Destroy. Praise the Lord Jesus. Death happens at the place of the spirit. We say people are spiritually dead. Death happens in the spirit of man. Bonasifiwe. That's why you can be dead in the flesh, but the spirit is much alive. To a believer, death happens in the spirit. And that's what the devil targets. Either preventing you from getting revived or orchestrating situations that will try to push your spirit to a level where you give up. Praise the Lord Jesus. 
And so when the enemy is coming to you, Hans, when he looks at you, he will try to categorize his attacks into three. Your spirit. If you see your spirit is an attack, he's not, he's not able to attack your spirit. He'll try to find a way to your soul. If he's not able to find a way in your soul, he'll come to your body. Praise the Lord Jesus. So the devil comes to you. If he sees your soul and your spirit is intact, he'll try to throw something at your body. But as long as your spirit and your soul, they have been well taken care of, it's easier even to handle the, spirit, the flesh part. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because if your spirit is on fire, your soul is intact, it's very much easy for you to speak to your flesh and it gets into life. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, at the spirit level, he will try for you not to get born again if you're not born again. He'll try as much as give you excuses. How will people see you? How will people look at you? Getting born again is not fashionable. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, that is what Vijana wana sebanga. Eh, ufiokoko unakakamze. Yeah, it's not fashionable. Yeah, my, my friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. At the soul level, he will try to manipulate the three entities of the soul. The intellect, the will, and the emotions. He will come and mess up with your ability to make decisions. So that you make decisions that step by step, they are leading you out of the way of God. Step by step, they are leading you out of the way that God has drawn for you. That this is the path I want you to follow. So he will ensure that he manipulates your ability to make decisions. Praise the Lord Jesus. He will manipulate your intellect. You begin feeding or having an appetite for books that feed you philosophy that are contrary to God's words. Praise the Lord Jesus. He will manipulate your emotions. You meet your destiny helper and at that time is when your behavior is at your worst. Hallelujah. Is that your worst? They look at you and say, Hey, come on. Eh? having a conversation with a brother one day. Jared was someone else. <laughs> and uh, I think it was someone else. And you're saying, This is how men. This is how, not really men, but how people used to do it in campus. When someone is eyeing a lady that they don't have sufficient information about that lady, they'll go to somewhere like Aboreta, maybe the end of year get together or something, and observe from a distance how the lady behaves. The lady might not be aware that this gentleman is collecting data. And then during that particular get-together is when you're in your worst behavior. The gentleman will say, come on, Evie. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> eh? come on, Evie, watch I Praise the Lord Jesus. It, and it's vice versa as well to the gentleman. One as if you were. You are in your worst behavior and that's when you meet a destiny. Come on, if you watch a Praise the Lord Jesus. It might even be not necessarily about relationship. It could be at the place of work. And uh, you meet or in a meeting or just maybe a meeting of professionals. And you don't know who is there. There could be someone that has heard your name but they haven't met you face to face. But before they introduce themselves, you misbehave. See, and maybe you are in just your lowest moment at that time, character-wise. And that disqualified you from that opportunity. Praise the Lord Jesus. The enemy comes to manipulate your emotions. Most of the time, when I look back, I've learned, I learned through my experiences. And uh, a while back, 
I will see that whenever my emotions were triggered in a certain way, I always use some breakthroughs around the corner. In the, in the, the devil is trying to trip me here. It's a breakthrough somewhere. And I'd pull back either retreat or spend time in prayer just to seek my heart out. Praise the Lord Jesus. Otherwise, if you continue with that rage, you realize you mechoma. You mechoma opportunities is meander by the time you get back to your senses. Praise the Lord Jesus. The enemy will come and try to manipulate you at your soul level so that the answers you carry do not see the light of day. At the body level, he will come through a disease here and there. Praise the Lord Jesus. Through an injury here and there. Incapacitate you, try to incapacitate you here and there. So that you don't get to take your answers to the people that need it. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, when you are praying and engaging in vigilance, look at the three areas. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. It can help you to audit your life. Whether the enemy is trying to put his leg somewhere, you'll be able to see and address it. So that the answer that you carry can get to the intended audience. The bottom line of all this, three things. Hallelujah. Three things, the bottom line. Three things. Number one, for the answers that you carry to come out to the intended audience, you need to submit yourself to training and learning. You need to submit yourself to training and learning. I always look back. I trained pharmacy for five years. Went for one year internship. And I asked myself one question. How long does it take to train for this team? <laughs> Where it involves the soul of men and the spirit of men. You train for pharmacy to treat the body for five years. And it's rigorous and intense. Training for something bigger than that is not by accident. That will just show up. The men that we celebrated in this past one week, these are men that submitted themselves to training. There are times that we didn't know they existed. By the time they are showing up, it means they are coming from a cave somewhere where they have been sharpened, they have been chiseled, they have been worked on, they have been pressed. When they show up, you celebrate what you see, but you don't, you don't see the pattern that they followed. Praise the Lord Jesus. A while back, I made a decision. I told myself, whenever I see someone who is doing something marvelous, I will not be carried away by the excitement of what they are doing. I will always ask myself, what is the price they paid? You don't see that. They don't tell you, but you ask yourself, what is the price they paid? What is the price they paid? Because when you know the price, it's easier for you to follow the pattern in your life. To see almost a similar result, but something that is customized for you. Submitting yourself to training. Our generation Hallelujah. But that is the guarantee to safety. Hallelujah. And I met Papa, he didn't need to tell me sit down and learn, but I picked I needed that. I sat and told myself, I'm sitting down and learning. Sitting down and learning. Sitting down and learning. Sitting down. Where have you left the place of training? Did you begin seeing manifestation here and there and you took off without the training being complete? Because, again, that is being half-baked. Hallelujah. We have half-baked graduates. Say half-baked graduates. They know some things, but they don't know sufficient. Uh, they don't have sufficient knowledge to bring something tangible. 
bwana asifiwe they left the place of trading early or they took it haphazardly praise the lord jesus the same thing applies to our lives as believers god has called you to that particular mountain of influence to deliver an answer but that answer you can be buried with that answer if you don't take the place of trading seriously because it's a place of training that unravels so the place of training that prepares you how to deliver it if you take it casually no there was someone who had a great potential of the prophetic but they died there's someone with a great prof- uh, grace of uh, gift of apostolic they teaching evangelistic worship but they passed music they passed we didn't see the best of them it's because they took the place of training casually and the place of training is not that it will be one month or two months hallelujah it can take years depending on how god has designed your curriculum is how he decides If he sees that the far you are going is 20 kilometers, he'll give you a training that will ensure you cover the 20 kilometer effectively without getting tired. He might see that the place Jared is going is 100 kilometers. He'll give him the grace and the curriculum that will train him for 100 kilometers and not 20. So it's up to him to decide I'm taking the entire course that will build me up to that stature that I can run 100 and not run 50 and faint because there's no price for running 50 if your race is 100. Kilometers. you'll be disqualified you'll be disqualified so if your race is 100 you take the training and run the 100 effectively successfully and complete the race there is no reward if you run 50 and your race is 100 praise the lord jesus the second thing is at the place of prayer prayer is a lifeline through which we are drawing that which is not seen to the place which it can be seen the moment you know the moment you see your prayer life going down you know that is an attack the moment you see your prayer life going down that is an attack and you need to be on the alert i always see when when i see my prayer life mazakubindo i always know oh, oh, oh i need to retreat back i'll go slow on social media i'll retreat back at the place of uh, retreat prayer fasting just to get my engine back praise the lord jesus The moment you see an attack on your prayer life you know it's like your god the devil wants your god to come down so that he can come and attack you won't have any resistance to put because already you are depleted of energy you are depleted of energy praise the lord jesus when i was feeling and that should tell you you don't need to wait for the church to call for prayer and fasting for you to fast you have to put systems in your life that will ensure your prayer life is consistent and at that level where your communion with God is consistent and constant otherwise if you keep on waiting for the church to call for prayer and fasting you will be too late praise the lord jesus you will be too late if you need your answers to get to the intended audience prayer is important is the channel we have to traffic that which is in the supernatural to here and now praise the lord jesus The last thing that we need to ensure is in our lives is the word of God. The word of God. We've seen people who can sit down and watch a series for five hours, but reading the scripture for 10 minutes, it's a Herculean task. Hallelujah. That's an attack on your life. Is the devil trying to mortgage your destiny? Hallelujah. is smuggling you out of the answers that God has wired in you. If the word of God is heavy, 
the bible is heavy to lift utoke bibilia kwa shida ikikuja kwako ameweza kusoma ni mzito kabisa shida iko mara praise the lord jesus i need to ask god father grant me the grace to study your word grant me the grace to study your word because that is like guardrails that have been put in place to guide us in the spiritual space there are many things that you can access you can get you can contact many things there but the whole word of god is what guarantees your safety whatever thing you see has to fit within the seal of the word of god that is the safety we have so if you don't have the word of god in you then it means you are you can contact anything and run with it without interrogating through the lens of the word of god praise the lord jesus imesema mambo ni mangapi ya kwanza ni ya pili ni ya tatu ni thank you be on your feet as we pray thanks for listening on this episode of the high ground podcast before we go show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on apple podcast google podcast or on any streaming platform that you're listening on Be sure to subscribe and turn on the notifications so that you get alerted next time we have something new on the show. Much love from Pastor Lorin and the rest of the High Ground family. Until next time, kingdom blessings.